Hi, everyone, and welcome to Building Astropad. My name is Matt Runge, and on today's episode, I want to talk about my top three books that I typically recommend to new managers on our team. So how I got inspired to talk about this is recently on the team, we're in the need of, well, the team's growing and we're going to need more managers on the team. And that got me thinking about what are the resources I would give to a new manager, especially somebody that hasn't managed before, or even somebody that is more experienced, but kind of get in line to understand and get in line with how we do things. And so I picked out three, three that are my main favorites. And I've really thought of these as three books for somebody that's new to management that's getting in as a making the switch really from an individual contributor to somebody that's managing people, which is not an easy transition to make, especially for somebody like an engineer, like myself. That's not always easy. You want to be in the code and it's not the easiest transition to step away from the code and to let other people do it, right? But if you want to grow the business, it's something you got to do. There's no way around it. So these are three books I happen to go back to on a regular basis and happen to recommend to people on the team. And if you check these books out, you're going to be way ahead of the vast majority of the managers out there. So let's dive into it. Let's start with the first book. The first book, and this is the one I would recommend to anybody getting started. And if there was one book from this list to read, it's this one. It's The Making of a Manager by Julie Zhu. And this is perfect for a new manager and would be a good refresher for experienced managers. It's great to flip through it. I come back to it, learn something new all the time. In the beginning of the chapters, she's done illustrations that I I think alone are worth the price to buy it. They're great. It has tons of wisdom in these really short illustrations, kind of comics that she's put together that are just fantastic. Of all the books I've read for new managers, this one is definitely my favorite. She spent time at Facebook. That's where she learned to be a manager. And while I don't like Facebook the company and, and really what they do. You can't argue that they run a really effective business. They are a very well-run company. And a lot of that, I think, comes from Sheryl Sandberg at the top, which her name will come up here again as well. But Facebook knows how to run a business. And she learned from her time at Facebook and put this book together. So if you're new, check this one out. This is really the first book anyone new on our team that's going from an individual contributor to a manager that we'd recommend. And it's general too. This is not just for engineers or designers or any particular. This is really a general book. And why do I like this one? Well, the reason I like this one is it really touches on all the basics that you need to figure out, like how to run meetings, how to give feedback, how to build a team, how to add processes, how to know when to add processes, how to hire and how to fire, hopefully not fire, but if you're a manager long enough, you'll have to do it. And how to guide people rather than say, telling them what to do. What's also great in here is this book describes what a good manager looks like. Because you might be someone where you're like, honestly, I don't even know if I've ever had a good manager. What does a good manager look like? I don't even have a model of what a good manager looks like. We'll check this book out. It's got some, some good stuff in there. Also, early on, it talks a lot about, you know, don't worry if you kind of stink at being a manager at first. It's to be expected, right? It's a skill like anything else. You got to learn it. It takes time. You got to put in the time. Don't expect to be perfect at it right away. Um, so I like that. I like that a lot about it. And of course, there's also a part in here on how to manage yourself. 
because you need to, as a manager, you really need to be on top of your own stuff before you can even manage other people. So this is a great guide and one we definitely give out to new managers on our team. Okay, so book number two, Radical Candor by Kim Scott. So I mentioned Sheryl Sandberg earlier, and this is where she pops up again. This is based on Kim Scott's time working at Google with Sheryl Sandberg, who honestly sounds like a fantastic manager and has put together a really incredible business team at Facebook. Like what they do or not, right? I don't particularly love it, but, you know, again, they run an effective business. And she also spent time, quite a bit of time at Apple as well. And this book is really about sharing feedback. It's really, that's what it's about. It's about sharing effective direct feedback, but at the same time, not being an asshole about it, which is not necessarily easy to do. It, usually what happens is you tend towards one area or the other. And she, in the book, she calls it either you're obnoxiously aggressive with your feedback, aka an asshole, or you're ruinously empathetic. You're afraid of hurting the other person's feelings, so you hold your feedback or you don't really share the full extent of your feedback. So this book's all about finding the balance between to be effective as a manager. Most people tend towards one side. So for me, I'm probably a little bit more on the too empathetic side, right? And sometimes I need to be more direct, right? So it's good to understand where you are on that scale. And this book talks a lot about how important relationships are, how you really, you want to be a human. Like she talks in early on, I think it's even on the, the front of it, you know, how to be a great boss without losing your humanity, right? Empathy is throughout this book. And that how you really need to care personally for your team. And that if you don't care, well, frankly, if you don't care about your people, you shouldn't be a manager. You should, you know, fuck off and do something else. That's not, that's not the thing for you. Like if you want to be a good manager, you need to care about your people and how they're doing. You know, she, she talks a lot about that. She talks about challenging directly, about giving tough feedback, and that, you know what, you care about your people, but sometimes you're going to piss people off. And that's the nature of being responsible and, and being a manager. So this one's great. It really focuses in on that. Like the core of the book is really this matrix that I kind of already mentioned, this ruinously empathetic obnoxiously aggressive, manipulatively insincere, which is actually the worst of all. It's like where you're, you don't care and you're not challenging the person. And then she talks about the sweet spot you want to be, which is radical candor, where you're, you're caring about the person and you're challenging them directly. You're sharing that direct feedback without being an asshole when you really need to. This book does get a little business booky at times where it can get a bit repetitive, feel drawn out, gets a little too tied up in their own, her own vocabulary. I don't love that about it. You know, it's common to a lot of business books, but despite that, the content is so good. I still absolutely recommend it. And we've been giving it to every new person on the team too, because feedback goes two ways. It's not just manager to the direct report. It's all direct report to the manager. We want people to be radically candid both directions, because if a manager, your people aren't actually telling you what's going on, that's a huge problem, right? So we want to make it okay both ways. And so that's why we've given this book to everyone. Definitely check out the beginning of it. Towards the end, as I said, it could really it could drag on a bit and maybe check out some of those chapters only as you need to, like hiring, firing, and different parts about that. But yeah, check that out. Radical Candor by Kim Scott. 
Now, for my third and final book, High Output Management by Andy Grove. If you've listened to this podcast before, you've probably heard me talk about Andy Grove. I love Andy Grove's writing. He's a legend from Intel. Grew Intel into the monster that we know today. Well, actually, Intel's come a bit on tough times. But interestingly enough, their current CEO, whose name I can't remember right now, was mentored by Andy Grove. And he just he just was brought in to turn things around. So we'll see, we'll see how he does. It should be interesting. Anyway, Andy Grove has this book that I consider to be a bit more advanced than the others. Definitely check out the others first. This is good for somebody that's been a manager a while or even better for somebody that's a manager of managers. This is a good book. At some point, you should check it out, but don't rush out that this is the first one you should look at. So some things I like about this book. It's far more systematic. Some of the others can be a little wishy-washy. He's, I mean, Andy Grove's an engineer by background. I'm an engineer by background. So probably the writing, the way he writes and thinks about it kind of vibes a little bit more maybe with how I think about things. So very much systematic approach that I like. And it touches on a lot of other topics that are really important that you don't necessarily see in other books. And to give you an idea actually how important and influential this book has been in Silicon Valley is Andy Grove is really the guy that popularized one-on-ones, having a one-on-one with your boss. And anyone that works in software and any of the tech companies is probably familiar with a one-on-one. And it's really become popular because of Andy Grove. And he talks about it a lot in this book. So very influential book. So a couple ideas from the book I want to highlight. So he talks a lot about training and how important training in is as the boss, as the manager, and how you need to train everybody and how of a high leverage output that is, which is another key thing. He talks about leverage a lot in this book, which is a good thing to think about. What does he mean by leverage? Leverage is, is once you're a manager, you have to think about your to-do list and which tasks you're conquering first. Which ones are you going after first? And you want to go after the ones that are the highest leverage. Well, what does that mean? That means if you have two tasks and one that's going to affect more people, you want to do that one first versus say just replying to some of your emails. So here's a good example. You have somebody new on your team or maybe you have two new people on your team and you can do a training session or you can respond to emails. Well, doing a training session is going to be a much higher leverage activity because not only are you getting something done, but you're training other people to do the job that they're going to be able to do well into the future. So in effect, you're getting more done than you would if you'd accomplish some simple task off your to-do list, like responding to some emails. But wait, the email example, my email example isn't perfect because an example of where an email is important to respond to, let's say it's an individual wanting to know about a project in the future, you know, there's no time frame. Okay, that's probably not super high leverage. But what if it's email that's blocking your entire team? They need a decision on something and everybody's stalled. Okay, responding to that email would be a very high leverage activity. It's something you should definitely do. So he gives a lot more examples, talks about it in detail. Definitely check it out. Another one is task level maturity which this is the idea that different people have different levels of maturity with different tasks. So early on, you need to be really hands-on with certain people because they have lower task level maturity. And over time, you can back off more and give them more autonomy. Sounds pretty simple in, in, in concept, but in practice, a lot of people don't do this. Another thing too is it's particular to the task as well. So even somebody, a very senior person who's doing a task that they've never done before that you're familiar with, 
even though they're senior, you might need to give them more help initially because for that specific task, they just don't have that level of maturity in it, right? And over and as they build that up, you can back off more. But for me, probably my favorite part is he talks a lot in this book about organizational design, really kind of a functional organization versus a mission-oriented. So what, is, what does that mean? Well, a functional is where even if you have multiple projects, you have everybody split up into corresponding areas by function. So by function, like the whole engineering is together, even if the engineers are working on different projects, marketing is together, even if they're marketing different projects, sales, support, each is grouped by the function, the department they're in. Versus the other style, which is mission-oriented, which is more like a business unit, where you put, okay, we put all together one team with the engineer that works on it, the salesperson, the support person, the finance person, all on one team. Those are kind of the two extremes. And he talks about how like most effective organizations are actually kind of a hybrid of the two. And he discusses the trade-off of them and when you want to be one versus other. This is something I haven't really seen talked about elsewhere. Now, I didn't go to business school. I haven't read traditional business books. So maybe this is everybody else knows this and this is just new to me. But this is where I learned about it. And this is why I think this book is really good. If somebody's like a manager of managers or a founder of a company and they're trying to understand how do you organize an organization for a project, this has got some really good good stuff in it like that. But again, that's why I say for a new manager, this isn't going to be your go-to book. You know, that's kind of stuff you're probably given a small team. You're not charged with designing, a, you know, figuring out where everybody sits in an org right away, right? So this is, comes in more later as you've mastered some of the other basics of being a manager and you're promoted further. So yeah, those are three books I highly recommend. Anybody new getting into management. Again, they're the making of a manager, radical candor, and high output management. So I'd love for you to check them out. Let me know what you think. Let me know if there's any books you missed. There's so many good books out there. Let me know what, what you think's good that I should add to this list. As always, give me your feedback, Matt at astropad.com. Leave a review if you like the podcast and uh, or reach out to me on Twitter, M-R-O-N-G-E. I'm always reachable and love to get feedback. So until next time, you take care now. Bye-bye. 